Hello again, Pastor Deborah here, and as you can see back on my board, we're in another class of the King's International Spiritual Care University. This is the university that Pastor Deborah and its sponsor, Agape Love, Love is Here Ministries, Global International Teaching Ministries, have developed for you. Pastor Deborah had a wonderful and unique journey. And to help you learn how to help people the Lord's way, Pastor Deborah with Agape Love, Love is Here's Ministries Board of Directors, which are not human, but they are the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, they developed this university for you. So you could go through all the classes that they took Pastor Deborah through. And all the knowledge and information she had to learn from helping people the world's way. As you remember, I had been a licensed clinical at the national level and state level of Florida mental health counselor. Clinically diagnosing and treating diseases and sicknesses and illnesses of people. I was working in the area of mental health. Mental means your mind, your soul, your subconscious, your emotions, and it's healthy or unhealthy conditions. And I had to learn a lot about biological, the biological body, the brain's neurons and tumors and uh, aneurysms and chemicals because they would affect the mental health. And I had to learn about concepts and trauma and abuse and head injuries and anger and resentment and jealousy and rejection and how family systems and culture and even religion and traditions affected the emotions of a human being. Pastor Deborah, as you know, was trained to diagnose a disease. Mental health is classified as a disease, a dis-ease. There's not peace in here, and it is connected to the biological body. So that's where Pastor Deborah began. And my board of directors, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, if you want to call him that, they wanted you to know the process, the educational courses that they took Pastor Deborah through. And this is one of them, the basic, and this is one of them, the basic and ancient heart. We went through the heart of the Father in Isaiah 61 and 62. We learned about a loving Father's basic heart and desires. But I had to know and I had to learn, and they want you to know and learn about the other basic ancient heart, the heart of Lucifer, a beauty that became a beast, an adversary of God, and all God is himself. And this is beginning in lesson or part number five. Lucifer was a vital component who became Satan, that Pastor Deborah had to study. And so will you. If you're going to help people the Lord's way, you have to understand their natures, his image, his likeness, his DNA, what happened to him. Did you know Pastor Deborah was told that if I studied Lucifer becoming Satan, the adversary of God, I would learn about myself and all of humanity, who had started off as a beauty, a beautiful creation, and became a beast, an adversary of God themselves. That's right. You may be a beast. At least that's what he would look at you as, an adversary of God yourself in your spirit, in your soul, and in your physical body. So the King's International Spiritual Care University is one of learning. Take lots of notes, and we are actually here today. I'm in the Garden of Eden in a spiritual place teaching wonderful, wonderful people. It looks like there could be millions, if not billions of people from all over the world. Now, they are told they are drawn from their sleeps, out of their abusive situations, 
when they leave their body. Also, my voice is spiritually propelled down into the deep dungeons and caverns of slavery and oppression. And even if the heart of the Father desires it, it will travel down into the very depths of the earth, into hell, Sheol, and Tartus itself. Because there is no distance that this voice, these words of spirit and life cannot travel. Pastor Deborah was given the keys, the authority to go into hell, to speak into death, and to bring life out. So this is going to be lesson number five about Lucifer the beauty who became a beast, an adversary of God. And we're going to pick up where we left off. But before we do, let's have a quick prayer and welcome everybody to school, to the university. Remember, there's no cost, there's no fees. You just have to have a seeking heart, and that's all. But you will take a lot of tests. You will go through a lot of trials to see if what you learn, you can apply and be victorious in. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for all the students that you have brought today in spirit and that you are propelling these words wherever you desire them to go into whatever darkness and dark dungeons and caverns and caves. That is your right, Father. These are your words. This is your ministry and your work. And these people are your inheritance. So we thank you for helping us, helping us to see what we have not seen, to hear what we have not heard, and to have a heart that desires to learn. We thank you that you will take these people safely home when they're done. Bring them out in a Hebrews 4.12. Bring the spirit out of the soul so it may hear. Open their blinded eyes. Heal their deaf ears. Let their minds be free of the darkness and the blindness that Satan has done to them. And we thank you for all your help. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Before I get started, I want to read a poem to you that was written and given to me by a young man. His name was Isaac. He has now gone on to heaven. He was born as a multi-generational Satanist. And he wrote these words. I've changed them a little bit to disguise him and to not use any copyrighted words because he made it into a song. And uh, he became my spiritual son. He wasn't able to fully come into the fullness in his spirit and soul As God desired, he was one who had multiple personalities, but he did believe in this God and accept him. And here is what he wrote to all the other people in the occult, in the world, in multi-generational Satanism, any kind of religion that did not serve the Heavenly Father, was entitled From Slavery to Freedom. Children, you will all spiritually live. The long spiritual wait is over. Now, I changed it right here and said, "My, this is the father speaking that Isaac sort of wrote, but Pastor Deborah changed it. My spiritual agape love and light can spiritually touch you. Isaac found that out. My spiritual agape love and light will spiritually heal you. You will all spiritually come to know that my light, the Heavenly Father's light and love is here. So step out of your darkness and into my agape love and light. The Heavenly Father, God, the Most High, agape love himself. Step out of the darkness, the ignorance, and into the presence of light and truth. When Isaac wrote another one that was similar to this, he called it Nowhere Man because that's what they felt like, always on the outside, looking in, never able to talk about it with others. They could think about it, but not too much because they had deep and powerful demonic spirits that even controlled their thinking. But they could feel the touch through Pastor Deborah's voice. 
They could hear his love for them. They all saw his power and wonder in satanic meetings, the ability to help them when they could not help themselves. Isaac even has a wonderful story where he actually was taken to the throne of God and got in trouble. Because did you know that most people, spirits, have GPS tracking? And there are demonic spirits that watch over them who work for Satan, the adversary of God, to keep track of where their spirits go. When I took Isaac to the throne room, the, the demonic spirits, his GPS trackers, did not know where he was. When he got back, They knew where he went because he glowed, he sparkled, he had whatever this presence was of God on him. So they put him on an altar in a satanic meeting to kill him. And if it wasn't for his daughter, who was named Amanda, she made a deal with Satan for something she never told me to save his life because she loved him. Even though she was to marry him, as even though she knew it was her biological father, Amanda's heart was one full of love. Now, The soul part of her is taken over and it's a mess. But there is a presence of God that Satan cannot stand. He can see it, smell it, he can uh, sense it. And uh, this ancient heart who became a beast, his eyes are like what we would see, uh, eyes of an animal that see better at nighttime. Their nose, their sense of smell, movement is very heightened. So Isaac got in some trouble, but he's... He's fine now. He's up there with the Lord just enjoying heaven. He'll be back. I told him I'll see him when I get there. And then we're all coming back to earth. Going to do some great things. We might travel. Isaac was a wonderful person to travel with. He could travel. He was an adventurer just like Pastor Deborah. So we might travel out to beyond the solar systems. Because I believe this earth is going to be destroyed and a new one come. But I don't know how they're going to get all of humanity on one earth. Maybe that he's going to spread us out throughout the galaxies. So I'm willing to go and be like a Star Trek and travel the great frontiers and go where no man has gone before. And Isaac probably would go with me. So would probably Amanda and many others. So this lesson, Basic Ancient Heart, number five, I believe, we're going to go a little bit more into this Lucifer who became a beast known as Satan the adversary of God. To help you, we're going to do a quick review of the last lesson. That was lesson number four. We had just started talking about Lucifer in his radiance and his beauty. Now what we want to do in here is we're going to begin because something happened to this guy. He went from a beauty to a beast, just like humanity did. When the first creation called spiritual man was put inside a dirt body named Adam. He was a beautiful creature and something happened. It was devastating and it affected all of humanity even today. But right now we are going to talk about Lucifer's basic ancient heart. So he began as Lucifer, the son, the beautiful offspring of the first age a cherubim, a flaming, fiery angel, an archangel, do you believe that? That meant he guarded the very presence of the Lord. He was on the high mountain in the throne room. He guarded that presence. He walked on the fire of stones. He was right in the very prayers and the heart of the kingdom of heaven. But he was just a servant. All he would ever be. And he was to bow to the king and his family. To the word of God itself. When he was created, we were told, he was born with full wisdom, full beauty, and full knowledge. And I guess he went along like that for a long time. Something happened. He was spectacular until something happened to change him from a beauty to a beast to the spiritual adversary of God, his own creator, his own Lord, which means owner, his own king. So let's pick up where we left off in lesson number four. We were working in Ezekiel 28, 12 through 15, but we weren't finished with it yet. There is so much more. 
than just what we've done. To know about this ancient heart, Lucifer becoming Satan. So let's get started. Ezekiel 28, verse 15. You, now, where this was, was God was speaking to a prophet, Ezekiel. He was saying, Ezekiel, I want you to talk to that king or whatever, you know, king of Tyrus. Tyrus was a city. There was a biological man there. So God wanted to talk to that spirit being called man inside of the king of Tyrus and to Satan who was inside of him. So God was going to get two for one. So he goes, and you, Lucifer, and you, the spirit man, were perfect in your ways from the day, the moment that you were created. Okay, that's real important. We'll study in another thing, the beginnings of humanity, for they too were created as a beauty, and they became a beast in the very image and likeness and nature of Satan, the adversary of God himself. So God is telling Ezekiel, you tell this to the king of Tyrus in there. You were beautiful and perfect from the moment you were created until iniquity was found in you. The word iniquity is defined by the Webster's Dictionary as rebellion and sin. Violence. Yeah, that's what the word iniquity means. Disobedience. Verse 16. God is still speaking to the spiritual beings of Satan. That's who Lucifer was now. And he was down here on the planet with humanity. Who was in the spiritual connection in the mind of this king of Tyrus. And he was also, as I said, speaking to the king of Tyrus, that spiritual man inside of there also. Because he was trying to talk to two people about themselves. But when this iniquity was found in these two people. Okay, so here's what happened. God goes, by the multitude, the greatness of your many gifts. This iniquity came from this beautiful stuff I gave you by the multitude of I gave you bountiful blessings richness and beauty and glory and light and reverence and honor and by that multitudes of your many gifts in your creation that I the Lord created in you this is your merchandise this is your stuff sort of speaking this is your goods your blessings your gifts Everything I gave you, everything I put in you, God did that first in Lucifer. He did that with all the angels. But this particular one got in him and worked and he got blinded. And so did humanity. All the authority and dominion, the rulership, the leadership, the position I put in you, I gave to you. This leadership of high authority in the kingdom of heaven to be a voice a vessel to sing out, to speak out to others in the kingdom, to sing out my presence, to let my presence flow through you and through the body of stones and jewels and beauty I gave you. I'm going to come into you and I'm going to go through you and let my voice go out. I want praise and worship to come back to me, back to you that you will bring to me. So it's an inflowing and an outflowing, then an inflowing from others and an upflowing. And he said, everything I put in you from the very day of your creation, the day of your first age, the day of your morning, O cherubim, Lucifer, God was still and he is still speaking to us, to humanity, as he is speaking through these words these words were lamentations for him they were of grief and sorrow for the loss of this great creature that he had created and not only did he lose this one he lost one third all of his host of heaven because when satan got kicked out his tail dragged and all that had aligned with satan came with satan to planet earth 
God was in lamentation. He was in sorrow and grief as he's speaking this to his creation who had become so filled with iniquity and perversion and rebellion, hate and jealousy, disobedience and treason towards him. And all this that he lost, this was sorrowful to God because iniquity and sin and violence and rebellion had formed in the thoughts, the deep hidden chambers and heart of Satan. His ideas were changing, his thoughts, his concepts. And there is a saying we learn later on by Christ Jesus the Word. If you think something up here, but you've not done it yet. And the story he used was if a man looks at a woman and lusts after her with his eyes. We'll use the word today, pornography. You are lusting with your eyes. You are creating images up here of doing this deed. Jesus says, even though you have not biologically done the deed, you have spiritually done it and your thoughts have created the images of the picture in your mind it's a done deed you've already done it and Jesus Christ was saying I want to go there that deep level of thoughts and ideas not the outward part the outward part is just a reflection of what's going on up here that's all and he, and we learn that Lucifer was thinking this. And God said, you've already done it. You've already overthrown me. You've already set yourself on the throne in here. And you've already got your kingdom set up in here. Out you go. So God is saddened, deep, deep saddened about this. That's what lamentation means, a sorrowful rhetoric or speech, grieving as you're talking So God is telling Ezekiel, say these sorrowful, grieving words, these lamentations to the king of Tyrus, to his spirit, to Satan in there about this loss that God is feeling. A lot of people think that God was angry. He was more sad at the loss. But when you lose something and you try to speak to it and it refuses to listen, then you'll get a little angry. The problem with Lucifer is he was a spirit being. Spirit beings are created eternal. They Once they are in a position like Lucifer changed, he cannot be changed back. He's in a permanent condition, an adversary of God. He can never be killed and never be destroyed and gone away with. Satan's end will be in a lake of fire forever being burned, tormented. And God will forget about him. And nobody, he will be all alone. But you cannot kill a spirit. A spirit can be changed. And we learn that about humanity. When human, when the human spirit was created, it was created just like Lucifer. Beautiful, a beauty, glorious and honor-filled. But it Through disobedience, even though in ignorance, it was perverted and changed into a new image and likeness, Satan, the adversary of God. Now, God had a plan for that human spirit. It was dead to him now. It had no Holy Spirit. He was going to birth it anew, which had never been done. Could he have done that with Satan? Probably not. Because when Satan was created, Lucifer, he had all knowledge. He was full of wisdom. He knew better. When humanity was created, they were but a child, a baby. They had to learn and grow, and they never had that chance. Sort of killed in infancy. Sort of killed in the womb, right in the garden. Died. Never came really out and birthed in their glorious form. They came out as another image and likeness into the world that also changed. So Ezekiel is speaking to this king of Tyrus and to these two beings, spiritual beings in there. And God is saying through Ezekiel, they, these gifts of majesty that I gave you, Satan, O king of Tyrus, at your great creation, these goods... These resources, these treasures, 
and their beauty. They have filled you, the very middle of you, the center of your heart, the very chambers of your spirit, the deepness of inside here of your spirit with violence and anger and hate and resentment and jealousy. You became envious of me, jealous of me. Your thoughts hated me, wanted to kill me and murder me. You plotted deeds and ideas to overthrow me, your Lord, your creator, your king. You started developing new concepts. You had plans. Your precepts started changing. New things were forming in you. New things were getting created. You had new goals for yourself than what I had created you to be. And you, Lucifer, he said, son of the morning, offspring of the first age, the beginning have sinned. What that means, you have known the law of God and you willfully transgressed it, disobeyed, and you broke the laws of the kingdom. You have in the deep chambers of your heart up here, in your spiritual mind, Number one, your heart's thoughts trespassed my laws. You broke them. You violated them willingly. Remember, later on we learn that as you think, so you are. So you become. So that's what happened to Lucifer. He had these thoughts. He became unhappy where he was placed. And he started perverting and changing And he became a new creature, an adversary of God in his thoughts, his heart, his purposes. And he was jealous and envious, and he decided to murder and kill God himself, his Lord and Creator. Don't know how he was going to do it, because spirits can't kill spirits. Maybe he was going to go up and capture him and... Throw him somewhere into the lake of fire. Don't know. Number two, the Lord is telling Lucifer, your heart stopped worshiping me as Lord. You stopped serving me and bowing down to me, your Lord, your owner. I own you by right of creation. I gave you all these gifts. I gave you your purpose, your identity. I gave you birth and life. You stopped worshiping me and honoring me for that and you started keeping that for yourself saying i don't need you i am lord now i am the creator of the kingdom Hmm? have you ever done that i say that all the time you have to be very careful when somebody says thank you and says you're to be blessed and you're a blessing Oh, it's all about you. I did this. I took care of this. I'm the one that changed the nation. I want everybody. As soon as I hear that word, I, I think of Lucifer becoming Satan. You have to be very careful. And Satan is our, he became our image and our likeness. We took on when we disobeyed in the garden, which we'll talk about, because we'll do a lesson on that, on the heart of man, because it's a basic thing. And we actually took on and we got a new father, just like Satan became his own image and nature. Number three, this is God talking to Satan now. Your heart desires now to be me, the only true king that serves no one, the Lord, the owner, the one who does it all. You'll hear this in politicians. If it wasn't for me, my laws. I did this. Look how good I did this. I am the great and moral leader of the world. I, 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 I am not going to do this. I am not going to do this. This nation runs on me. I'm the one that sets the culture. You see it in businesses. I see it out on so much social media. Okay? You have to be very careful. Number four. Your heart now has become full of pride in your own beauty, your own knowledge, your own ways, your laws. Maybe you lift up your political party or you lift up your great ideas and then you take the glory for them. And it has blinded you in your own mind 
to anything but you. I've seen so many people crash and burn because they think they are. This one lady said the bag of potato chips and everything else. They were it. If it wasn't for them, the world would fall apart. They were the glory of everything. They were the best in sex. They were the best movie star. When you get an Oscar, mm-mm, refuse to take it. They want to walk a star on the Hall of Fame. They want a statue. They want a building named after them. That's taken the glory. Some people pay for that. You know, you know how you get your name on a building? You donate a lot of money. That building isn't going to last and nobody's going to remember it anyway. It's all, that's part of Satan's nature. I, my name, I want the glory. Mm -mm. Pastor Deborah struggles with that. She sees it. She makes sure that she passes it on back to God or gives it back to the people. Satan started believing that the light that he was carrying, coming through him, all this glory, power, was his. His mind became blinded to where it came from and who gave it. And even his desires for all the glory, the honor, the legacy for himself. I've even heard that people after they leave political office, they think they or whatever you want to call it, they want to continue from behind the scenes ruling and reigning that government. They never quite want to let go because they believe their agenda is the right one. Now, what's happening is you have to be aware of that. You have to listen to words, but then you have to look behind the scenes to see where did they get their concepts? Who are they serving? There's only two. You either got the heart of the Heavenly Father or you got the heart of Satan. There's no other kind of hearts to have. You either serve one or you serve the other. Now, you can think you're serving the Creator And you are blinded, confused, bewitched by the adversary of God, but you're really serving Satan. It's some deep stuff, and you have to look carefully. So, number five, God is telling Satan in the king of time, your desires have kindled a passion, a burning lust, jealousy, a fire, a hatred of all except you. And it started burning in you. The fires of lust that will never go out have been kindled. So God is telling both the king of Tyrus, your heart is filled with lust, an unending fire of envy, jealousy, coveting, revenge, hatred. And once it gets going, there's no putting it up. We see that all the time. I want what you have, and I'm not stopping till I get it. You'll see if a woman wants a man and can't have him, she'll do anything to get him. You can see a politician that hates another politician, and it just, it's lust. It's a fire. It's horrible. It'll eat you alive, so to speak. All right, we're still in Ezekiel. Let's get back to it. And because you had full awareness, full wisdom, Knowledge of me, God said. Knowledge of yourself, your position versus your position of where I am. Whose light it was, I gave that knowledge to you. Who created you? You knew who this was. You knew all of this. You were full of wisdom. I sealed it up in you at your creation. You had all glory. You understood that. You understood worship. You got worship from those under you. And I didn't mind you having some, but not to keep all of it for yourself. You understood praise. And you understood me as your God, not you. Therefore, because I knew I gave you that knowledge, you were a full-grown adult, fully aware. You were not ignorant. You were not a child. And you turned all of that. And you became envious and you allowed all of my glory to blind you. You started looking at it and, ooh, look at me. Ooh, look at me. Look at this. And you couldn't. You changed. You transgressed the law. I will cast you, throw you, declare and decree openly, display you to all others 
as to what you have become, a beast. I will openly reveal your deeds if people are looking. Pastor Deborah, by studying him, saw his deeds. See him now. I can tell if you serve Satan, if you have his image and likeness in your soul, in your spirit, or not. Most people can't. I can also, he says, I will openly show your thoughts, your sins, your nature, your image, your rebellion, your transgressions to others. All of heaven knows about Satan. They're not ignorant of him. But we, as human beings, seem to be. We don't believe he's real. And he doesn't want you to believe he's real at all. And declare that you... And I will declare that your righteousness and I declare my righteous judgment, God is saying, against you and your punishment. You are as profane. Oh, that was his righteous judgment against Satan. You are profane. The word profane is defined by the Webster's Dictionary as one. To treat something that is sacred and holy, pure, righteous, with abuse, irreverence, or contempt. He's saying, you have taken that which is holy, what I gave you. Not only your position, your authority, your dominion, your gifts, your body, your everything. You have treated it abusively, with irreverence, with contempt. You hate it. You hate the fact that you didn't create it, that it's not yours. You don't own it, and I can take it away from you. You hate that, and you abused it with other people. It also means to desecrate, to debase by a wrong, unworthy, vulgar use. Humanity must learn from this basic ancient heart. Say, we have taken ourselves, our biological bodies, our souls, and our spirits, and we have desecrated it. We did that in the garden. We debased it. We made it immoral. And we made it unworthy of glory, and we use it for vulgar, immoral uses. Number four, profane means you are not concerned with purposes of holiness or righteousness you could care less what it is really supposed to be used for the right purposes the holy purposes number five profane means to become unconsecrated unholy unrighteous impure defiled unsanctified these are powerful words and he is saying to humanity, when Adam did it and they, humanity took on Satan's nature, image and likeness, all their deeds and thoughts now are like Satan's. They themselves have become unconsecrated, unholy. They are not in right standing with the law of the kingdom of heaven. God be loved, joy and peace. They are impure. They are defiled, and they are unsanctified. Number six, profane means serving to debase or defile what is holy, making it irrelevant. I probably didn't say that one right. Number seven, you're not among the initiated ones. The ones that have my stamp of approval. You're not in the elite group. We see that a lot in leadership. You didn't go to the right fraternity, sorority, the right college, the right secret society. You didn't make the right deal. You did not, and you're not a part of the initiated ones that we can buy. Mm -hmm. You didn't sell yourself to the right nation. We can't seduce you with property. There's one president and said that that's what he got. He was seduced by property. Okay. Why? Because he probably grew up and he saw people had things like Lucifer, like Satan did, and he didn't have it. And he wanted it. And the only way he could get it was to make deals. And he, that's what he did. 
Number seven, you're not among the initiated ones. You're not in the elite group. You're not married to the right family. You don't have the long history. You don't have the generations in the leadership group. Number eight, you're not possessing expert knowledge. You're not the Illuminati. You don't have that secret knowledge. Mm-hmm. So it all fits in. Number Now we go back to Ezekiel, verse 16. Okay, we aren't going to go any farther into this because I'm going to have to go back now, back to the scriptures. And I want you to start just thinking what we've talked about, pondering what we're th- the words go look them up in the dictionary because we're going to get in a little bit more what profane means how it makes a wound in you it stinks like cancer and it grows and grows and grows it's a seed that's planted but i want to end here so we can just take this little portion of what we have been talking about to help us Remember, Pastor Deborah was a fast learner. I must have read six to eight books at one time, went to church seven nights a week. When I came home, I was watching videos, learning, praying, praising and worshiping. I knew God was in a hurry to get me trained up and grown up so he could use me. Didn't know the fullness of it, but I knew he was in a hurry. So Pastor Deborah kicked into high, high gear and went into overdrive. I got very little sleep. I would carry the books in my car, read at every red light. Even if I was stopped by a train, I read. I wasn't going to stop. I kept studying, studying, looking up the dictionary, the strong concordance. And I, and it took, it was hard. I had a child, a husband, grandparents, nieces, uncles, the people living in my house trying to attack me, kill me, uh, steal our stuff, break in, dealing with the death of parents. It was horrible. But I stayed steady. I was not concerned with what was going out in the world, who was president, what was happening in society over that i stayed steady studying and growing even in the sleep even in my dreams i would get up in the middle of the night and read or write i wrote scriptures out over and over and over i wrote my stories i'd go to church i'd go to the altar and cry out to god please help me take whatever is not of you out I'll tell you a quick story of Pastor Deb on how what that looked like. I never went through what you would call a deliverance session, as most people do. I was in church one night, got prayer. I always seemed to fall on the floor. The presence of God would just take over my body. I laid in a peaceful state. I could hear him, see him was wonderful so one night early on in 1995 i'm laying on the floor my eyes are closed i can hear everything and i'm laying in a crystal stream of running water it's just running over me do i know what's happening no then i see a golden hand with a golden sponge in it going And then a golden beam of light getting dried. I don't know. And then I heard, I have just cleaned you up to do my work. Now, this was a spiritual cleaning. Now, remember, I had been saved and believed in Christ Jesus since I was three or four. So I wasn't getting rebirthed. I was getting cleaned spiritually my spirit still had dirt maybe defilement it had to be cleaned and scraped of whatever was there so his light could shine through i needed the water of the word washing over me i needed the holy spirit to scrub the dirt off that had been caked on my spirit it had to be removed 
and I needed to be dried by the golden light of revelation going into my spirit. Every stone of my body, my whole spirit had to be cleansed, even though I was a believer, because it still had ick of the world and the soul on it. He said, now you're ready. From that time on, powerful revelations were coming through me. The anointing was coming, was able to come out of me. Sort of like I was a Lucifer, a bright, shining, glorious body. Like the original Genesis man. Light was going out. Glory was shining. Fragrance was coming out. I didn't know, but a clean spirit has a beautiful fragrance that is stench in the nose of Satan. Because he's a beast, remember. And beasts go by their nose, by their smell. And they can't look. Their eyes are so used to the darkness now. They've been totally changed. And he cannot see. If you're a bright light, you'll blind them. And it's very painful what comes out through you. Because that what comes out through you is the very presence of God that they used to have. And now it's painful to them. It's sort of like when you take radiation to a cancer tumor. Burns it and kills it. So that was Pastor Deborah's deliverance experience. Never went through deliverance. Never never had any demonic spirits in her since that day. Probably had them before. Still needed healing in my soul. That was another experience where God put me at home for two years. You need healing. I go, from what? About 30, 40 years of your life. It was my soul that was not healed. So... My spirit had the stuff, but it would get stuck trying to get through the hurts and the wounds so my soul could be a clean vessel. It would be like I'm sitting in my living room, and if my window was completely painted black with wounds and hurt and stuff, the light that was in me can't get out. So they have to that the that window has to be scraped and the healing has to occur in the soul so when the light comes through it doesn't bring the hurt and the wounds and the ways of the world and anything of satan on it so the soul must get healed and then the soul must get control of the biological body and its appetites so that's another whole teaching Maybe we'll do that too, because you have to understand that as well as the soul and its subconscious. So let's end it here with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this lesson. Lesson number five of the basic ancient heart of Lucifer, who became a beast, and how he became your adversary, Satan, and how his nature and image became humanity's right in the garden and how humanity must learn about him and you and what we were as a beauty and what we are now as a beast and how out of the beast the death of the old man you bring forth life help us to understand satan more and believe that he is real and all the one-third of the angels that followed him that they are all here on planet earth and they are interfering with you, and you and him are in battle, and that we are, must learn how to spot him and see him and see his nature and image in humanity and be able to see the demonic spirits at work, both on the planet, through the planet, in the governments, around the planet, through the leaders and the politicians, through laws, through culture, through other religions. Help us, Father. We are so ignorant, and we need all your help you can give us. In the name of Christ Jesus, the living word made flesh. Amen. All right. We will see you in the next basic ancient heart class. Be lesson number six of the King's International Spiritual Care University of Agape Love Love is Here's Global 
International Teaching Ministry. Look forward to seeing you in the next lesson. You go back and take notes. Go to the scriptures, Ezekiel 28. Work your way through it. Get your dictionaries. Look up the words. Go slow. Okay? We study Satan, who was a beauty, Lucifer. And we will learn about ourselves, who was a beauty. And we also became a beast. And took on Satan's nature and image and likeness. In the name of Jesus Christ, I will see all of you again. You go and enjoy the garden. You enjoy yourself. Learn and grow. If you want a bath like Pastor Deborah had, there's the little stream. You just go get right in it. And you will get washed. And he will do to you what he did to me. Clean you up spiritually. Love. See you next time. Pastor Deborah, bring your notebooks. Everyone get home safe. And I'll see you helping people the Lord's way. Bye. Thank you for listening and watching this video. It is an honor and a pleasure to have you stopped by today and watch. This is Pastor Deborah, and I hope you come again and watch many, many more videos and learn and grow spiritually. And hear how she has helped people spiritually, the Lord's way, for many, many years. Come again, watch another one. And we welcome you to be a subscriber to the channel, to make comments. And if you wish to contact Pastor Deborah, please email her at her email address for the ministry at Pastor Deborah at agapeloveishere.org. You can also see these videos on Twitter and on the website in the many different sections that they are put into. Enjoy, and it was once again an honor to have you watch and listen. Thank you, and come again to another video of Agape Love, Love is Here Ministries, a ministry of helping people the Lord's way that Pastor Deborah has been doing for many, many years. Love always and forever, Pastor Deborah.